Welcome to 9 to 5 Mac Daily for Friday, September 29th, 2023. I'm your host, Chance Miller. We are sponsored this week by Waterminder from Fun Media. Leading off today, reports about the iPhone 15 Pro overheating are continuing to make the rounds. This time, both Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal report that thousands of users are seeing their iPhones run abnormally hot. In particular, Bloomberg says that it's heard from sources that Apple technicians have been dealing with a lot of customers complaining about iPhone 15 Pro overheating problems. As of right now, those technicians are simply telling users to follow the instructions from an old article found on Apple's website about what to do when your iPhone gets too hot. But this article doesn't include any specific information for iPhone 15 Pro. Instead, it only suggests that your iPhone might get hotter than normal after the first setup, when being restored from a backup, when being wirelessly charged, or when running graphics-intensive or processor-intensive applications. Meanwhile, additional testing shows that the iPhone 15 and iPhone 15 Pro Max can reach peak temperatures of up to 114 degrees Fahrenheit and 111 degrees Fahrenheit, respectively. This is significantly higher than other Apple devices, such as the iPhone 13. But again, as of right now, Apple hasn't publicly commented on reports specific to the iPhone 15 Pro, but we'd expect a comment soon, and likely an update via software to solve some of the problems. In other news today, last month Disney announced its plans to start cracking down on password sharing, similar to what Netflix recently implemented. Disney has now started rolling out its new threats to block password sharing, starting with Disney Plus subscribers in Canada. Disney has sent an email to subscribers in Canada informing them of this change. The company says, quote, We're implementing restrictions on your ability to share your account or login credentials outside of your household. End quote. As of right now, there aren't exactly any technical details on how Disney plans to block password sharing. But the company says, quote, We may, in our sole discretion, analyze the use of your account to determine compliance with our agreement. If we determine that you have violated this agreement, we may limit or terminate access to the service and take other steps permitted by this agreement. End quote. Disney says that a Disney Plus subscription can only be used in a single household a term that the company says means the collection of devices associated with your primary personal residence that are used by people who live in that house. For context from a technical perspective, Netflix's system prevents users from sharing passwords by requiring a device logged into a Netflix account to connect to the home Wi-Fi of the primary account holder at least once every 30 days. This is determined by Netflix using a customer's IP address to determine the account holder's residence. Disney says the changes to its agreement will go into effect on November 1st, again starting in Canada, but we expect a pretty quick rollout to the rest of the world and more details on the technical implementations sometime in early 2024. And as a reminder, Disney Plus and Hulu are also both about to get more expensive starting on October 12th, with the ad-free version of Disney Plus increasing from $11 to $14 a month, and the ad-free version of Hulu increasing from $15 to $18. 
We are sponsored this week by Waterminder from Fun Media. Waterminder is the most advanced water tracking application for iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, and the Mac. We've talked about Waterminder quite a few times on this show, so you probably know that it lets you easily log how much you drink and when you drink every single day with quick access via your watch or home screen widgets. But what I want to tell you about this time is how much more powerful Waterminder now is thanks to the improvements in iOS 17 and watchOS 10. With interactive widgets, you can now log your favorite drinks right from your iPhone's home screen without opening the Waterminder app itself. And on the Apple Watch, the Waterminder app has been redesigned from the ground up for an entirely new interface and experience. There are gorgeous gradients, new animations, new data, and so much more. And of course, Waterminder also supports standby mode on iOS 17. Learn more and get started with Waterminder at the link in the show notes below, and make sure you're staying hydrated during your busy day. Running out today, we've talked a lot about the Department of Justice's antitrust lawsuit against Google, and we continue to learn more about how Apple works with Google, as well as some of the topics it's discussed with other search engine companies like Microsoft. Now, in an interesting twist, Bloomberg reports that Apple and Microsoft held talks in 2020 about the possibility of Apple acquiring Bing and using it to replace Google as the default search engine on Apple platforms. The context here is that Microsoft and Apple had an agreement in place from 2013 through 2017, which saw Apple use the Bing search engine to power Siri and Spotlight search results. Towards the end of this agreement in 2016, Microsoft put a plan in motion to expand its deal with Apple to make Bing the default search engine on Safari on iPhone, iPad, and Mac. But as we talked about yesterday, Apple's services vice president, Eddie Q, testified that Apple was simultaneously in negotiations with Google, also in 2016, about renewing their long-running agreement. And as I'm sure you know... Apple ended up renewing its deal with Google and expanded that deal to also include searches performed through Siri and Spotlight, effectively nuking the entire partnership between Apple and Microsoft. But what Bloomberg says is that come 2020, a new round of talks opened between Apple and Microsoft about the possibility of Apple acquiring Bing. So Microsoft would have offloaded its Bing search engine entirely, selling the unit to Apple then Apple would have ended its deal with Google and instead used its newly acquired Bing search engine to power search on all of its devices. Bloomberg says that these talks between Microsoft and Apple were exploratory and never reached an advanced stage. The revenue generated from its deal with Google was a key reason that Apple's talks to acquire Bing never advanced beyond that stage, Bloomberg also says that Apple had concerns about Bing's ability to compete with Google in quality and capability. As it stands today, Apple shows no signs of ending its deal with Google, and it's also said it's not interested in developing its own search engine, but something might have to change depending on the outcome of this Department of Justice lawsuit. That wraps up another episode and another week of 9to5Mac Daily. As always, if you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review in Apple Podcasts. 
My thanks to Waterminder from Fun Media for sponsoring this week. Be sure to learn more and check out Waterminder at the link in the show notes below. Sponsors like Fun Media and your support of the sponsors helps us keep making the show five days a week. You can find all of the latest Apple news on 95Mac.com. Follow along with me on Twitter, Mastodon, or Threads at Chance H. Miller. And we'll be back on Monday for a new week of Apple News.